you're listening to a life-changing podcast that does a deep dive into what's behind the silence, the truth no one wants to talk about, featuring two thought-provoking professional coaches who specialize in linguistic patterns of thought, feelings, and behavior. As NLP practitioners, certified and life-changing, the dynamic duel, Stacey Cutright and Stephanie Demmel. Good morning, friends. Welcome back to What's Behind the Silence, the truth no one wants to talk about. Today, we have my fabulous co-host and my favorite, Stephanie. How are you doing? I'm fabulous. Woo-woo. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Today, we're going to talk about emotional abandonment. And uh, this is a topic that I see over and over not just with clients that I'm, that I'm working with, um, you know, with friends and friends, I'll even be honest with myself. It's something that I've had to really work on. Um, and I don't think that we realize how emotional abandonment can, can create havoc in our lives. So true. You know, I went through abandonment, you know, I told my story and for 20 years, I felt like I was abandoned. So, yeah, it's it's a real thing. And, you know, for me, working with the kiddos that I work with, lots of feeling of abandonment. Can I share a quick story? I saw a video. My friend from India sent it to me. And yeah. it kind of goes right along this topic. And it was a great video. And I was sitting there watching this video. And it was this teacher, this lady. And she had a son. Her and her husband had a son. Well, she was teaching. And um, she told her class and her son was in that class. She, to, she told the class to write a story and turn it in. And it was, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? Well, she was sharing the stories with her husband and they were laughing and she was reading them. And all of a sudden she started reading one and she just started sobbing. And the husband's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? And he read the paper and this little boy wrote, I want to be a cell phone. I want to be a cell phone because my mommy and daddy, they're always on their cell phone. They sleep with their cell phone. I want to sleep with my mommy and daddy. They don't let me, but they sleep with their cell phone, but they won't let me sleep with them. I want to be hugged by them, but they don't hug me, but they're always touching their phone. Their phone's always being hugged in their hand. And he just went on about how he wanted to be the cell phone so that maybe if he was the cell phone, his parents would want him and they would love him. And the reason the teacher was sobbing was because it was her son that wrote the paper. And yeah, so talk about feelings of abandonment, abandonment right there. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and a lot of times our abandonment issues, not that they can't come out later in life, but a lot of times they come out with our inner kid folk and, you know, and young. And then, you know, we wonder why that people are prone to severe anxiety, depression, codependency, you know. Also, another one that you're hearing come up a lot, a diagnosis is borderline personality disorder, mm. BPD. And BPD does not mean that you have all these different personalities and Susie and, you know, Patty and all that. What, what, borderline is attached to is that is not feeling like you are worthy and feeling like you can have that closeness um 
with others, that trust in others and the anxiety that comes from it. And so you have this distorted thinking. It's very black and white. Mm. So it's one of those things, if you're not getting maybe the attention or um, the connection over here, everybody's that way. Gotcha. Okay. So I can't trust anybody. So, you know, that attachment for the anxiety and the depression, you know, when people are like, what's wrong with them? Well, why don't we start saying instead of what's wrong with somebody and shaming somebody, why don't we say, I wonder what has happened to somebody? Because somebody will only respond based on an experience. Yeah. So true based on an experience. It's no different. You and I brought up, you know, our, our feelings about this, uh, all these mass shootings. Okay. The anger is coming out from some experience that they've had some experience and they are mentally unstable because a mentally stable person is not going to go shoot up people. You're right. They're not going to have that level of anxiety, that Lego level of anger. It's no different than people that are abuse, physically abusive mm -hmm. or even really emotionally abusive. They're not mentally sound, but we, we dismiss behaviors. We don't look at red flags. You know, we get the give out of the jail free card instead of saying, what does this person need help with? Right. And so, you know, as far as, you know, things that this creates havoc in your life, okay, one, if you see a people pleaser, guess what? They got abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. They're looking for that acceptance. They, they don't want to, to, you know, if you see somebody that, that um, avoids conflict at all, a lot of times that's a uh, that comes directly from abandonment. Not mm -hmm. all times, but a lot of times. And, you know, where they are overly eager to please, mm -hmm. or overly eager to give, um, you know, they can have jealousy in their relationships or relationship, you know, uh, or others having relationships. You know, they have trouble trusting other, you know, their partners or friends intentions. So, you know, my husband, I, I've, I, maybe I've shared it. Maybe I haven't, you know, we've been together. It will be 25 years and uh, going on married 24. And, um, you know, it wasn't until he got cancer that I let my walls come down enough to fall in love with him because everybody has left me. And so I was just waiting for that time. And a lot of times we will self-sabotage. And then the person does leave because we're anticipating that they're going to leave. And, you know, another one is, is feeling insecure, having difficult, uh, difficulties with having intimacy into me, you see, is intimacy to me, uh -huh. emotionally with others. And needing that when somebody needs to have severe control, let me tell you, they got abandonment issues. Mm. 
and also having difficulty setting boundaries and also settling for unsatisfactory relationships, settling for less than you deserve. So if you see any of these signs that you, you know, within yourself, maybe this is an area you've never looked at. And, you know, there is ways to treat abandonment and overcome it. Does it take work? Yes. Is it hard? Can it be painful? Yes. Is it worth it? Hell yes. <laughs> and, you know, this is something that I, you know, relapse on here and there, you know, because you have to understand where your triggers are coming from. And what are you going to do? I'm going to tell you, nobody that is, anybody that has abandonment issues ha has an issue with self-love and self-worth. Mm -hmm. So if you are one that has some abandonment challenges, I urge you and encourage you to start tapping into what is it going to take to love yourself, respect yourself, and have worth and value for yourself? So important. So the, that's kind of my two cents. I know I took over. And so I'm going to, I want to hear what you have to say, Steph. Well, I think, you know, I was going to just chime in what you had just said at the very end there. You know, people with abandonment issues, they're going to have lower self-worth and they're not going to be probably taking care of them from a mental mindset. And, you know, everything you, you also talked about, you know, the journey is hard. You know, everything we talk about on this platform, you know, the road to recovery is, it's hard. It is hard. However, when you put in the work, the people that put in the work, like you're putting in the work, Stacy, you are just a pillar of success for people to, to, you know, follow because you're putting in the work with the right attitude and attitude is everything but it really comes down to your self-worth through all that and sure that's the tough part is building that self-worth you know but it's so important to address negative thoughts you know just working with a friend yesterday on anxiety and it's really bringing awareness to those thoughts that you're having people with that exercise their mental mindset um, are the ones usually that handle this abandonment or handle the anxiety or handle the people pleasing people that exercise that mental mindset. And what I mean is when they bring awareness to what's going on in their mind, that's exercising your mind because being in tune with what your mind is doing, whether it's trying to be helpful or hurtful is so important. So addressing those negative thoughts when they arise and re replacing them with realistic ones is is a technique that you can do. And that's a technique. I, I encourage you to journal every time you start to have negative thoughts, put pen to paper. What are you talking about? Or what's your mind telling you? What, what's your mind making you think about? What rabbit hole are you going down? Write it down, notate the time and the date. And that way you can start to see patterns. Maybe something's triggering all that, but those negative thoughts. The other thing you can do like a technique might be is the self-care, which we talk about, that is so important. Self-care is really, you know, getting some exercise. It's getting some sunshine. It's, it's um, raising your serotonin levels. It's eating health. It's, I call it intentional eating. 
intentional eating to make sure that you're getting the vitamins, the minerals, the nutrients that you need because your brain doesn't function well if you're not eating mindfully. And then try to reduce stress. Um, exercise, moving around helps reduce stress. Uh, if you're sitting around all the time and you're, you're feeling anxious and you feel like you're, you've got anxiety and you're sitting around all the time, start moving because you're allowing your brain to not focus on anything. And when your brain doesn't focus on anything, that's when those icky, uh, anxious feelings can, and those worrying feelings can seep in. And getting enough sleep. And I know that's really hard for a lot of people that struggle with anxiety already. And if you have abandonment issues on top of that, I can imagine how hard it is for you to get to sleep because you can't turn your mind off. Well, turn the cell phone out off two hours before you go to bed because that cell phone actually tricks your mind and says to your mind that it's daytime because of the light that it, it gives off. So if you have trouble sleeping, put your cell phone down two hours before. Instead, try to read a book or watch a show that's more, a little more boring so that it will uh, allow your mind to rest and fall asleep. And another technique you can do is you know, stay connected to others by building solid relationships. Hopefully, if you've been listening to all of our podcasts, you're working on some of your personal growth items to help build better relationships around you and get involved in the community. I tell you, when I serve others, I feel so much better about myself. Like yesterday, I mowed Janie and Robert's lawn. It makes me feel so good to be able to help them. It makes me feel so good to be able to go over and um, help Robert. He's in hospice. But that's serving my community, helping my neighbor out when she's freaking out and she's having an anxiety attack, being able to just sit and talk to her. Like serving people really helps your mind take the focus off of your stuff and then you can help somebody else. And I'm not saying just discard what stuff you've got going on, but helping others kind of helps you put your life in perspective. It helps you see that ah, maybe my life's not so bad when you're helping others that are less fortunate. I really think that's important. And another tip might be hobbies. I'm a hobbyist. I, I raise chickens. I garden. Um, we've got 41 chickens in the incubator that are all living 41 out of 41. So I was telling Stacey that earlier, but hobbies, doing things that you enjoy, finding things like you bake. Um, when you feel like things are getting a little wonky, Stacey, you bake. You, yeah. you bake to calm yourself. And that's a technique you use. I garden. I cook. Cooking is like therapy to me. I love to cook. It makes, it allows for my creativity. It allows me to serve others and it allows me to, um, Feel, bring value to the table. So it, it boosts my confidence. But finding hobbies, enjoyable activities that you like to do alone and with others, I think that's so important to helping with this feeling of abandonment. Getting connected with people will help you solve that abandonment issue. And then, you know, if you need coaching, coaching can certainly help propel you forward a lot faster. I always say the magic of coaching, coaching can really help bring what we do is we, we will ask the right questions to help you kind of get a perspective on what your thoughts are, what your emotions are, what, how those are impacting your choices and how those choices are impacting your outcome. So, you know, coaching is a great way to propel you forward quicker if you want to get through this um, feeling of abandonment. 
But I think these are all great tips, but it's really about feeling connected. You know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. One of the basic needs is we want, we need to feel like we belong. And feeling like we belong is so important. And there's so many people that struggle with that out there that is causing them anxiety, causing them low self-worth, causing them to seclude themselves from others because they just don't know how to take that step to rejoin the community around them. I think those are all great tips. Can I add just a couple? Absolutely. You know, one, you know, that self-dialogue that we, we talk about, you know, one of the big things in coaching is we talk about the word reframing often. And, you know, it's very important to learn the, the techniques of reframing that thinking. Also, you know, you and I talked about uh, the checking the facts. You know, when we're having a feeling or emotion come up, is that really factual? Or is that, because oftentimes I will find, you know, I will say to my husband, I need more attention right now. I need to feel loved right now. And you know what? It's really not something he's doing. His behavior really hasn't changed. It's my level of threshold of what I can handle. It's it's usually outside situations that may be happening that I'm feeling abandoned by, that I'm bringing it on and wanting him to fuel it at home. And in that, that's not his responsibility. That's not a him problem. That's more of a me problem. Mm -hmm. So in, in that me saying, I need more love right now. I need more attention. Really what I'm saying to myself is Stacy, you need to up that, up that self-care. You need to up that self-love. You need to up whatever is going to bring you that level of comfort. Because if we're just going to look at others to provide us with that love, security, let me tell you, when if, well, nobody's on this earth forever. Heaven forbid that, you know, your strong person or your partner passes away. What do you yeah. do? What do you do? And the other one is, you know, listing the pros and cons. This is another one you and I talked to. You know, if I stay in this thinking, what is this bringing to me? Which is a con, okay? However, if I change my thinking, what's the positives, the pros that this is going to offer to me? And start being able to identify you know, being able to put triggers. And when those triggers happen, this is the behavior that I want to choose to move on. You know, I want to tell you, it, can I share one last story? Yeah, go for it. Share a story. You know, I often talk about the ranch and I talk about that because that was completely life-changing. And I, I have so much gratitude for, for going through the 48 days of trauma recovery that I, that I was able to um, receive. And one thing that I found, not just with myself, but with many other ladies, because they kept men and women separate, um, is when, instead of us celebrating when someone was going home, okay, and when they were leaving the residential, uh, you know, department, we felt abandoned. Mm we'd all start crying. 
because we started getting attached and we felt connected to, to these individuals. Mm. And we were able to have that intimate emotional connection of into me we see because we all talked about difficult situations and we felt, I will tell you, I'm like, I found my people. I said to my husband, I never want to leave. Like I really found my people. They understand me. They're like, There's no shame here because nothing's wrong with me. I'm just like everybody else. Right. And, you know, of really being able to identify, you know, in those moments, each one of us should have been celebrating or could have been celebrating that um, departure. Instead, we were grieving. Mm. We thought of it as a loss. You know, another thing that I loved about the ranch is when someone was getting ready to depart, they called it a Shekinah ceremony. And they gave us a Shekinah. And in it, you know, it was passed around and everybody, you know, pushed something into it. So whether it was, you know, love, whether it was resiliency, whether it was all this stuff, and people would write letters and give it to that person that was departing about what value that person brought to their life while they were in, in recovery. I love that. Oh my gosh. I love that. And, you know, I still have my Shekana. Um, I, those letters, I put those in my love book. Um, and you know, it's a way that when the days that I'm feeling that maybe I don't bring as much worth to somebody, or maybe I'm having that lower self-esteem moment, you know, and go into a relapse with it, I get out that book and I look through the facts. Those are the facts. What's in my head, that's made up garbage. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's just, you know, thank you for allowing me to share that, you know, but abandonment can come in many, many forms. You know, I was laughing on Tuesday. It wasn't really a laugh, but mm -hmm. there's, three MAs that I got really close to at my doctor's and I, and I go first for vital treatments twice a week. And I've made no, it's helped with the depression, the anxiety, and also the complex PTSD immensely changed my life. Um, and three of them are going on to, you know, they're becoming doctors and they're moving on to their next, next phase of education. And I found myself and I said to, to one of the gals, I'm like, I feel abandoned. And huh. I'm like, I don't, you know, no, let me change that. I'm super excited for you. And I'm super excited that we have these upcoming psychiatrists that are empathetic, that are caring, that have shown me so much, you know, compassion and, and understanding and love that I'm excited that those type of individuals are entering in the mental health sector. So I'm like, nope, I'm not feeling the loss. I'm going to re, re, you know, rejoice and take the opposite action and reframe my thinking. And so, you know, even in simple things, you know, whether we're leaving a job, retiring, whatever it may be, when we, when we um, graduate from different things, et cetera, you know, oftentimes if somebody has abandonment struggles, those are triggers where somebody else could say, well, why are you acting that way? 
you know, have some compassion and love for yourself and respect mm-hmm. of saying, you know what, I'm just struggling right now. I'm feeling some loss. So that is my, that is my 50 cents right there. Oh, you got 50. I got 50. I got 50 cents. Yep. 50 cents. So folks, I hope that you have a great week and great weekend. Um, Next week, we're going to be talking about manifesting success. And we're going to talk about the dreaded anxiety. Anxiety. And so folks go out and smile and be kind. And please smile and be kind and do better, be better and treat people better. We'll see you next time. Bye.